This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to the Hunting Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Hunting Land Man. Rack buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, here we go. The Hunting Land Man podcast. What is this, Caleb? How many is this? 30, 37. We're getting old, Alex. Old, old. 37. Alex Riser, a, a, a usable face with Southern Ag Credit. And the reason I bring Alex on here so much, not only with friends, Alex used to be in the real estate business. Now he's in the financing business. It's a He's just full of knowledge. I mean, we do a lot of the same things investment-wise. We think a lot of the same things. He invests in other businesses and other things and knows a lot about investments like I do. So I think that I would be doing my listeners a disservice by not having Alex with all his knowledge on here. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Southern Ag Credit that Alex works for. They take really good care of us. We're closing on Wednesday with them. Today is the 27th of February which means we are getting really close to Longbeard season. And we're getting pumped up in the weather outside. Wow. Here it is. I, I'm telling you, it's going to be fired up here in about two weeks. I can't get too excited because it consumes my life. <laughs> I, I can't. I like everybody's like, you've been listening? I'm like, no, I can't go do that yet. I can't go be trying to figure them out every day right now because I need to get land sold because it will consume my life too much. Same way. I was at, uh, I was at our place up in – Holmes County, and I, I told my wife we got away for a weekend, and I said, I'm going to go listen. And she said, well, what time are you going to be back? I said, I probably shouldn't go listen if you're going to ask me that because I'll stay all day. The man is learning. Oh, yeah. Husbands, take note here. In February, <laughs> just wait. March is coming. All right, we're going to do a quick podcast here. Um, <clears throat> so today we're actually going to film a part of an episode that's going to go along with some home episodes uh, a home footage of kills that myself and my son uh, have killed right here around the house. And what we want to talk about, you know, we're from Mississippi, and, and you know, we, Alex is actually fixing to start investing in land in Missouri, as Ryan and I have and my dad has. So, you know, but we're going to talk about 
buying land and investing in land. And this is the three different timings of investments, you know, so, so, and look, this is a loaded question. You can invest in land for any time, but we're going to take it to three types of investment in land. One, short-term, less than a year. Two, mid-term, one to five years. Three, five years plus, probably 10 years plus. You know, usually your long-term is, um, usually we don't know if and when we were ever sell this, like well, the long term investment carries a lot of emotion, you know, like I'm connected to it. You know? I plan on using this right, investment, right, mm-hmm. or parking money that I don't need for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, you know, land is not the only thing you can do this in, but it's what I believe in. It's where my money is. It's where Alex' money is. Is and uh, you know, if I'm not going to invest my own money in land, how can I expect my clients to? Absolutely. Um, all right, let's first talk about short term. Short term, um, first of all, in order to do short term, which I, myself, and Alex and a lot of my clients do, you know, we're going, that's basically a flip property. I don't like that word. Yeah, because it has a negative connotation. Once again, emotion, right? Because if the people that are trying to buy it may be buying it forever, where we're calling it flip, you know, they think, you know, Dollar General versus Louis Vuitton kind of thing. That's right. Which is not the case. It's not at all. Right. And, and look, if you are a buyer out there and you've ever said, I'm not buying that, somebody's trying to flip that, forget it. If they're selling it for fair market value, it doesn't matter what they bought it for. I know you don't want people to make money off of it, but believe me, it doesn't matter if they're making money off of it. Because if it's the right property, it's the right property. If they're selling it for a fair market value, you can't expect the seller to sell you something less than it's worth, and he can't expect you to pay more than it's worth. Right. And where do we end up? Fair market value. Everybody's happy, too. Everybody's happy. Well, and, you know, the big part that people get lost into it, and this is accounting type of deal or financial deal, people go see a vehicle for sale, right? You go drive by in that truck, it's $65,000, and somebody wonders, what can I get for it? That truck's depreciating. They're going to ask, you know, top dollar, but that's depreciating. But, you know, land is different, man. Just because someone calls it a flip property, you know, whatever they, whatever term you want to use, that land's not depreciating. It's appreciating. And even if you had to pay, if it's the right one, you had right. to pay a little bit more. Guess Absolutely. what? In 90 days or a year, it's probably going to be that value. That's right. But that truck that you paid $68,000 for in five years ain't going to be worth 68000 That's it. So, That's I mean, it. It's just kind of how you got to look at it. Also, um, I think with short-term um, – it's a little riskier because let's say you're financing or, or, or it's your cash, but let's just say for this sake, you're financing. If you are that interest, you know, depending on how fast you, that interest can affect your bottom line very heavily, especially with interest rates a little higher right yeah, now. Right. That's right. Um, so in short term, you got to buy right. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to buy right. Uh, and, you know, that's great if you can go buy a $3,000 pet track of land for $1,000 an acre, but it's tough to come by. And, I, and you know, there's a lot of people, well, I want to invest in land. Like, I want to do like you. Well, here's the deal. I'm in this business every day. It's hard for you to find the same deals that I find. You know, no different than a guy in the car business, in the car business every day, and he finds deals on vehicles. Right. It's a, it's a, or a stockbroker. Hey, man, they got this good deal running on Apple stock, whatever right. it is. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's the same thing. This is what we do. Um, you know, usually it, it, with short term, there's not much of a timber play unless you're – you got a lead on some timber that's right. about to be more valuable or something. Usually that's not the case. Right. Or, uh, but with all three of these, you know, really, uh, really in the short term financing, the biggest part is you hit the nail on the head. It's hard to find. 
So how fast you move is a big part to it, right? It's you know, almost you know, everything. Hey, man, Mr. Slade, I got a place over here that is for sale for 2,000 an acre in the place across the street, throw 3,500. You know, it's not give me a week and I'll call you back. I mean, it's you got to be ready to move. You got to be willing to take risk. And you jump in head first. Not, don't go feet first. Go head first. But it comes back to having advice, guidance from your realtor. I mean, these you guys. You got to be willing to pull the trigger. That's right. I mean, you, you know, it, so – it's nothing. There's no book to it to say, "Hey, I'm going to get rich tomorrow on land." You know, it's it's truly. You know, you don't show up and play the game. You got to practice. You got to talk to the right people. Your your realtors, your banks. You know, what can you do? How fast can you do it? Because there is a game plan that has to be put to play to make something happen. And you got to you got to educate yourself. And look, I can tell you because I'm in this business. I'm not toot my own horn. This is just what I do. I have. Going and looks at track of land, and before I got halfway through, I'm on the phone with whoever I need to, Mr. Seller or their agent, make them offer this much. I've done it in Missouri, and I've done it here because I look at enough, I know when I need to strike and strike fast before somebody else does. If you're not doing your own research, if you're not listening to podcasts like this, or reading books, or looking at lots of tracks of land, or looking at a lot of land on the internet, you have to do those things in order to be in, in the short term. And, you know, Short term, if it needs to be squeezed in there fast. Also, if you're dealing with an agent, I'm going to say something that's going to come with a little controversial. And, and I'm okay with it because I believe in it. If an agent's selling you something for short-term, oh, man, one thing, why is he not doing it himself? Okay. Why is, it, why is this agent not buying it himself? Because he's trying to provide for his family. There's nothing wrong with agents doing that. I don't. If you think it is, that's no. They're just they're educated in the process. You wouldn't think nothing about a stockbroker buying more, whatever kind of stock, that's right. Southern yeah. Ag Credit stock, whatever. Yeah, timing's everything, man. I mean, don't don't. You know, I hear that too, and it is a controversial thing because well, if it's such a good deal, because I have it. You know, being in my line of work, like, hey, man, you can get that place and. I can tell you it's it's a pretty good deal. Then why don't you buy it? Well, sometimes, I mean, the reality is, is I've got other things going on that I can't. But uh, the decency to let you know, you know, just take that into account. But you're right. That is a controversial thing. But, man, you know, it's part of it, you know. That's it. It's, um, and, you know, the, you know, a lot of people say, Slay, why aren't you buying it? Well, sometimes, hey, I'm, I've got stuff invested here, there, and everywhere. Uh, Maybe it's, too big, uh, you know, yeah. if it's got a, too many zeros behind it, that <laughs> yeah. can definitely be a thing. Mm-hmm. So be careful. You know, if your agent says, oh, man, you can buy this and do this, ask that question. Mm-hmm. Ask You can ask me, but if you ask an agent and they're not answering right, you may want to pull the reins that's right. back. That's absolutely right. You Good know, point. so that that's a question. And look, just to go ahead and defend myself and the other agent that buys and sells land, listen, tomorrow if I find a track of land that's for sale for half value, I'm buying it. And and look, if you're sitting on the phone waiting for Slade as your agent to find it, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not calling you. I'm okay with selling it to somebody and leaving some some meat on the bone, but, you know, I, I'm in the business of providing for my family. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, and look, I bought some and not made a whole lot on it. So there's, there's there you know. Right. I mean, we're good at it, or I'm, I'm, not, I'm talking about y'all, you guys as realtors, you're good at it. When you got the really good ones, I mean, they can, you know, they got a portfolio. So the portfolio's got to work certain ways. But, man, yeah, we're, we're in the business to know what's a good deal and what's not a good deal. And like you said, you know, people do take it personal, and I, I'm glad you're bringing that up because, well, why don't you buy it or, you know, 
We're going to need to do a whole podcast. Yeah, I mean, that really is a, that's a meat on the bone. I mean, mm-hmm. you use the term great there, but I, I'm really glad you brought all that up because it's nothing personal. It's all business at the end of the day, but, you know, continue on. I, I can go on if this all day. Yeah, it, it, I would say this. If your agent has been in the business long enough and they're not buying and selling, there's a question. Like, they're not, they're not investing in the product that they're asking you to invest in. Couldn't have said that better. Yes. I've actually lived and died by that. If you have somebody that's not willing to invest themselves, it's hard for them to represent you too. Uh, that's it. And 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 they're also missing out on priceless experience by not buying and selling one of their own names on the line and their own greenbacks mm-hmm. on the line. Or Southern Ad Credit greenbacks is on the line. <laughs> all right. We're going to go into number two. First, let's just end number one with, hey, short term's a little riskier. Timing is everything. Have your ducks in a row. If you do have to improve a property or something like that, usually you have 30, 45 days to close. In that time, all that needs to add, needs to be figured out. Absolutely. You know, you need to have, okay, on three days after the closing, the dozers are moving in, or timber crews are moving in, the pond builder or the camp builder, whatever you're doing to add value to that property, get it done fast, okay? Um, also, um, you know, <laughs> With something fast, you know, if you do sell it in less than a year, something we didn't bring up, you're, uh, you know, you're at your, so let's say you're a high net worth individual and you're paying 35, 40% taxes, that's where you're going to be taxed. So if you buy a piece of land for 100,000, you sell it for 200,000, you're going to be taxed on that 100,000 again at your tax rate. If you sell it after a year and one day, um, you're going to be taxed, I think 20% is long term capital gains. 20 right now? Okay. Okay, Okay. I think it's 20%. With anything, I'm no tax professional, but I think I'm correct on that. I do think you're right. Okay, so things to think about with short term. Okay, long. Um, we're going to midterm after one to five years. Okay, so we we fixed the 1031 problem, or the, not the 1031 problem, the tax the tax problem. You know, if you are going to take the cash out of it, you know, you're going to be at only a 20 percent um, plus whatever you wrote off and things like that. Um, all right, midterm. I do a lot more short term than I do midterm. But for today's episode, folks, we're actually going to a track that I'm doing a midterm play on. Okay, Slay, so, hey, why, why don't you try to sell it tomorrow? First of all, I had to pay a little more for it during COVID. Like a lot of my investors, I had to pay a little more for it because it's good. It's right here by the house. I'm using it. Cameraman killed, killed a big giant off of it. Now that's what you he killed a big giant, so he can't go hunting there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but uh, I did tell him that his hunting rights do stop during turkey season. Yeah, I, I did going, kill a turkey off. I, I was going to say the turkey parts. That, that's what. Yeah, that's got just that kind of a lot. given. Yeah. I, I thought he knew it, but I did emphasize it. But anyway. Um, uh, Alex and I are going to go out there with Caleb today, and I want to show Alex what we're doing on this property. This is a midterm play, and I'm going to talk more about this and the other ones because we're actively doing one right now. Okay, what's going on with this midterm play? Okay, I bought a track not too far from my hometown. It's five miles from my house where I'm sitting now. Okay, I'm cutting timber on it. I cut most of it already, most of the pine plantation. I'm going to cut the rest. Um, I'm going to cut the rest uh, as soon as it dries up a little bit. We had a lot of wet weather. Okay, still going to have a bunch of pretty timber on it for hunting, more hardwood, and then I'm going to replant and use some government programs, which is a whole nother podcast, to uh, put some different species on there, leave food plots, going to do a lot of cool things. Something I've never done on a, um, a track I plan on selling, I put a pond on this one last year. Wow. Really good bottom. Um and I made right three and a half, four acre lake. You'll see it today. Uh, I'm going to stock it. 
Um, it was just an easy place to make an inexpensive pond. I think it cost me about 40000 for a nice lake that's, that, you know, at the entrance, not far from Power and Water, right off Blacktop. It was just too good a spot not to do. Right. And, it, man, these are my favorite. I actually deal with these more than I do the short term because you can build a game plan. Just mm-hmm. like anything you do, whether it's sports or work or business or whatever, you can really game plan for what you want to do because – especially in the financing world, that five years, you know, that one to five years, you're not paying a whole lot in interest. You're not building up a whole lot of interest pay into it that there's still time to flip it, make good money. And you can, you know, really see, you know, you, you really see the vision come to life, right? You, time to do right. You, you, you tell me what you want or you, you do a good job of talking about the lake and or the pond and those things. Well, to see it come to life, man, that's what, you know, that's what you want to do. I mean, that's the enjoyment in it and part of the investment, right? It's not just hunting it, but managing it, habitat management, seeing all that come to work and come to life. I see more people enjoy that, and I probably deal with that. I'd say more 90% of the times that intermediate. That and you can, you know, you can grow your portfolio like that too. Mm-hmm. Say, listen, um, young borrower, I'm buying 50 acres, but I want to end up with 500 one day. Mm-hmm. Well, use some sweat equity, take your time, use a good company like Southern Ag Credit and build that portfolio. So maybe when you retire and for your kids and grandkids, you want 200 acres, 500 acres, whatever. Right. You're just constantly building and having fun while you do, and, and you're learning. Yeah. And you scratch the surface on it, man. That five years, a lot of stuff happens in that five years. People don't see, you know, in the, in the financing world, they, they think, oh, make a minimum payment over that five years, but they get job, you know, get promoted in jobs and make more money government programs that come into play that mm-hmm. pay a big number that they can apply to principal, they're going to pick up and look and say, man, I've got a lot of equity built in this property and they're going to pay it off faster. Well, I've always said this and I've said this on your, your podcast before, not all cash is green mm-hmm. and that equity build up, especially in a high interest rate market. I mean, that's, it's better than a saving account, a 401k a stock because that cash is sitting there and it's going to, like I said, continue to appreciate. It's not going to go down. But then when you when time comes, you know, hey, I want to upgrade, right? What do we call it? We require 20% down, right? So, then we can use the 1031 process. So all that equity that Alex was just talking about, let's say you buy the bigger track. Let's say you gained a hundred thousand in equity in your five years. Well, guess what? Legal as a beagle, you can take the 1031 process into the next track and you don't pay taxes on that hundred thousand. And that's why he said all cash is not green, because that's better than green. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to take that extra, and let's say you pay 30% in taxes, and you're going to put it towards, instead of paying Uncle Sam, Uncle Biden, $30,000, you are going to put it towards the next track, and we can build that next place faster and faster. Look, here's a primary one. I'll give you a personal one I'm doing right now. I bought a 24-acre duck hole. Um, it's going to be eligible for WRP, paying $3,200 an acre. I'm getting forty grand in WRP. I did a little spec house, talking about real estate. I'm not big in the spec house world, but I did help a, a partner out. Uh, do build another spec house that's 25 grand there so i'm looking up i bought it for 120 automatically i had 40 you know 65,000 put right back to it well i can pay that 65 i mean that's 65,000 is a truck note nowadays mm-hmm. you pay that off in three or four years i now sit on a hundred fifty thousand dollar piece of property that when the time comes which i'm going to want to upgrade and when it comes to the duck world uh i mean this is my first personal duck purchase i'm glad we got a friend with the duck hole that's it there you go and then uh, you can upgrade. You can upgrade, and I've got $150,000. I can sell the place, or I can draw draw me a line of credit on it to put a down payment on a bigger place. But, man, you know, there's so many avenues that I have 
a three-year payout on that property that I'll be fully paid for and clear through government programs and 1031 funds, just like we're talking right now. And you can't do that with other investments, you know, and, and, and land is just the unlimited, the possibilities. I'm going to do a podcast. I was with my dad yesterday. He just started the gravel pit and we're going to do a whole podcast about like the things that can just happen on land. Mm-hmm. Like my dad just found this gravel pit on his land or, or, or let's say you got a bunch of white oak on your place and all of a sudden they need more white oak and it doubled in value. This happens with land. Um, that's something else on midterm finance. I mean, midterm, uh, land plays is timber mm-hmm. usually in a five-year time frame a lot of times some timber will you know if you've got some good standing timber on it will be time to cut or let's say you're going to thin some hardwood or thin some pine and you thin it in that first or second year where it has time to heal because look when you thin timber or cut timber it's ugly for a little while mm-hmm. it is it just can't help it you know big trees falling and getting drug out and trucks and skitters and everything else it's ugly for a little while you know, in the long, long midterm play, it has time to heal. Um, you get to enjoy it. In, like, for instance, the one we're going to today, I brought Ace out there. We went yesterday, put some cameras out, some turkeys. Caleb and I went out there, walked around, put some cameras out for some late-season deer, looking for what deer made it. You get to hunt it like Caleb and I did last year. There's uh, – You know, the other big part, too, is, you know, I was out looking at that 48 acres we're doing with you guys – Mm-hmm. Um, right now, you know, you know, it had some pine timber on it, probably 12 to 15 years old, you know, with some that older actually, pine in the back. Yeah, that older pine in the yeah, back. Yeah, with older pine in the back. But, you know, there's an annual percentage growth rate that mm-hmm. you got to account. That's adding to your value yep. every year. Usually about grows. 8 to 10% right. depending on the mm-hmm. pine stand or the stand in general and depending on the site index, a lot to do with it. Absolutely. <clears throat> but, um, you know, so the, the midterm – I would say we talked about it in the short term how, you know, it's a little bit more risky because it's mm-hmm. a time. You midterm, you got a little more time. Yeah. When you place your place on the market, you can allow your realtor or yourself or however you do it to market the place and get the maximum value for it because you're not squeezing. Mm-hmm. You're not squeezed as much by that interest. Um, something that I like and my clients like is usually uh, for me, if it's a midterm play, like right now, I've had this thing two deer seasons. Uh, I've got two years of deer history. I had a big, uh, I think it was a 10 that made it last year. Uh, Caleb killed a big deer this year. We've had two or three other good deer on camera. So we're building a history of, okay, this is not just one random deer that came by this place. This is year in, year out. This is what's going on. Turkeys, deer, other wildlife. And you're only going to get that in that one to five, or right. two to five year yeah, range. Yeah, you're going to. But once again, recreation is a value that has to be recognized. Now we're producing big, big deer, Proven. turkeys. And it's, it's more like, yeah, hey, I, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. The, the one year buy, or, or you know, what people want to see, you know, they want to see results. And I mean, being able to provide those results, I'm telling you, just like the timber growth, you're growing that percentage rate and it's growing faster than any stock that you've got out there. I think recreational on, value across absolutely. the country is is growing like we've never seen it before. And who knows how far to go for us in Southwest Mississippi? You know, Baton Rouge is growing this way. Natchez is getting bigger everything's, you know, growing uh, this way. And the demand for recreational value is, is, I think it's like, you know, five years ago, people say, I've heard people say, you can't put gold bullion behind deer and turkeys. <laughs> I don't know if they can say that anymore because it's just proven. Certain areas that have better hunting sell for more because of the demand. You know, it goes back to supply and demand, but the demand in <clears throat> a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the areas that I sell is, because of whitetail deer, turkeys, recreation, creeks, ponds. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about this place we're going at with this midterm place that I have right now um, is I built a pond on it. 
It's got a pretty creek on it. It's got deer. It's got turkeys. It's got ducks on it. It's close to town. Um, it's a great track right here in our back door. And back to why is your realtor not investing in land? I believe not only invest in land. I believe in where I sell. This is this track is right here by Centerville, uh, in the area that I live in. I sell in. Uh, I believe in it, so I'm okay with paying a little interest midterm because I know that this area is growing in value. I know the value of this area. And at the end of the day, if everything changed and I had to keep that track, wouldn't hurt my feelings. In fact, I thought about it. In fact, if I didn't build my house where if this house place that I where I built my house had never come up for sale. It would be one that I would think about doing it because I like the area. In fact, my brother used to live right down the road. So um, midterm, you know, that's like you said, that's the one you do the most of. I see a lot of my clients do it, you know, throughout their buying career. They, uh, man, it maybe wasn't what I was looking for or I want bigger or we need to downgrade. These things happen mm-hmm. in a midterm play. You, well, we, we hit it first, game plan. You create a game plan. <laughs> That's gonna that's gonna fit your needs, gonna fit what you want. And look, man, to enjoy the property, you know, you can't put a value on that. You know, you, you're getting the enjoyment out of the property as well as, you know, investing, you know, making a game plan, reaping the benefits, but getting to enjoy it. I mean, you can't put a dollar amount on that. Uh, we we talk about that all the time. A lot of stuff that you buy, I'm getting to hunt it. Or mm-hmm. that's you saying, right, I, I right. get to hunt it. And then you're going, what are you going to pay to go to some outfitter? Or to go in some big time lease, mm-hmm. it's your call, your place. Everything's right there. And, and how much more re- <clears throat> rewarding is it when you're doing it on your place? It Absolutely. really is. It's 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 as rewarding as it gets. You know, my son killing a big buck here on my home place this year. Me killing two big deer, and Ryan killing big deer on mm-hmm. our investment is in Missouri. Right. Um, hopefully, you killing a big deer on your investment in Missouri next year. Absolutely. Alex is lucky. He'll probably shoot two hundred next year. Or unlucky, like this year. Well, that's because it wasn't your land. It's going to all change next Touché. Touché. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So midterm, uh, we do <clears throat> more of those than anything. Um, really put pencil to paper, figure out, okay, Alex, this is how much interest I'm going to be doing. I'll be cutting this timber. Game plan, back to what Alex said. Get a game plan. Enjoy it. And then let's build your portfolio through some midterm land investment. I think that it's a good thing. It's really hard for me. If you say, Salem, I want to pick option number one short term. Well, so does everybody else. It's, mm-hmm. it's tough because you got to buy it so right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many sharks in the water trying to buy land right like that. I mean, and if you're not in this all day, every day, it's it's just tough. So midterm is more, very much more realistic, less risky. Let's buy it right. We don't have to buy it perfect like short term. All right, now let's move on to number three, long term. Okay, this is a track that you don't know if you'll ever sell. Mm-hmm. Or you say, hey, my kids can sell it. You know, right. this is five-plus years, ten-plus years, you know, a track that um, we know that we may pay We may pay it off on the last day the payment's due because this is just – this is something me and my family want to enjoy or an investment I want to grow timber on or cattle or whatever. Yeah, really the conversation – there's emotional strings attached to it. You know, hey – Yeah, every one of them has more emotion. Right, exactly yeah. right. And this one especially, which we get a lot of these, and these are – when we get into the recreational side of it, you know, these are people, and I, I you know, I would say the the rest of my majority, that, that short term happens very seldom, it, but it does happen. That midterm's more more common. But then you have this big portfolio of people who are saying, look, this is the term we use, my forever place. Um, it's always going to be for sale. You know, if somebody ever wanted to come on the ground and pay for it, then I'd be willing to sell it. But the emotional strings 
uh, are, are real and, uh, we understand that, uh, you know, but that's going to cause when you start getting into that time frame, how much interest you've paid over that 10 years is going to add up pretty good. Uh, you know, if you're not intending to pay it off, you know, you know, you kind of hit all in all cylinders there. Somebody may show up and make the last payment on the 360 payment, of, you know, full 30 years, but that was what they wanted. Yeah. You know, yeah, they paid a lot in interest, but they still have the equity in the property. You know, nobody, you know, how you look at that financial statement, what people pay in interest, you can look at the bottom line number and go, golly, I paid a lot for that property over the life of the loan, which is what these folks do, but they're happy with it. Mm-hmm. But they walk away with, you know, a 500000 you know, say I paid $500,000 for the property 30 years ago, and I went 30 years, and let's hope it appreciated. If it did, it did. If it didn't, you know, it is what it is. I love this place. So mm-hmm. we deal with a lot of those type folks, but there's a lot of emotion to it. And, you know, if you look at that number, what you paid in um, what you paid in interest is kind of what you paid for your fun. That's right. You got to have them. great way to put it. You know, Very what you, what you paid for your fun and you got to pay for it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, and plus, you know, let's say I got a, I got a good thing. I'm going to sell Alex some loans real quick. All right. Let's say pine plantation, good side in the next Southwest Mississippi. Oh, we got some new timber market. I mean, new timber meals getting built right now. Your timber, as we said, let's say it's growing at 8% a year. Alex's loans are at 8% a year. So what's your timber doing right now? Exactly right. That's, that's, it's you look paying at it an, your interest. That's exactly right. You look at it from an accounting standpoint. That is a great way to put it. Look at it from accounting 101. 8% growth versus 8% interest I pay on an annual interest rate. And it's offsetting, right? It, it's it's offsetting. All, even though interest rates are high right now, it's offsetting. Now, you can't do that on every track. you got to... You got to to get that kind of growth rate. You got to have good timber. Take care. You know, have a forester or educate yourself or call me and I can I can I can limp you on through there. But it's you got to have a good track of timber to be able to do that. You can't just do that. Oh, I bought a track of brush. I mean, it's got to be good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's good. You know, if you are in midterm or long term, you know, you get that timber where it's growing good. So somebody else is buying an investment. So when you get ready to sell it, look, people aren't dumb. They they're trying to spend their money wisely, just like you are. So get that thing where it's smart investment, and don't be the guy that says, "Slade, I don't care about the timber. I'm trying to grow deer." Let's be a smarter buyer than that. I'm going to do my job as a realtor to educate you. Say, let's let's do both. I don't care if you don't want to ever sell it one day. If your kids want to sell it, let's make sure they got good timber to sell, and we can make the timber and the wildlife go hand in hand. When the timber gets too thick, we're going then the timber, more sunlight on the ground. We're going to have more deer, more turkeys, more quail, more everything. And we're going to be putting money back in your pocket. Hey, I don't slay. I don't need the money. That's fine. Put it back in Alex's pocket. <laughs> uh, and going back to it, uh, you know, item two and three on our list, I mean, game plan. You have the time. The game plan, you know, when you get longer, there are things that can kind of happen, you know, storms and things like that that can hurt you that you don't plan for if you're going to hold on to it long term. But both those plans, you can truly put a game plan together. So many resources in Mississippi and Louisiana, but I'm sure it's across the country for all your listeners there, NRCS offices and cost sharing programs. And, you know, Mississippi Department of Wildlife and Fishery runs a free landowner program where you can get a biologist out there for free if you own the land to create a, a, a plan together. So, man, there's so much that you can increase the value of your property at little to no cost, and sometimes even make money back doing it. And, and if you're, as most of my buyers are, if you're getting your kids involved in this or your grandkids involved, is how much, you know, if Mississippi State or whoever puts out these different clinics and classes that they do, you mm-hmm. know, deer steward programs, right. things like that, 
you know, we can get the kids involved, teach them a skill set, teach them a work ethic, own land, own land. So when you're paying that interest, just you're, you're investing in your family. I, my, just like my wife, we were talking about, we went skiing the other day. And she said, you know, this is just expensive. I said, I look at it as an investment in our family. The memories we made, I'll, I'll never, as long as we can afford it, I, it doesn't bother me because I'm investing in my family the time spent with my family. And what we say it here on, you talk about getting the kids involved. That was the definition of fun to me as a little kid. Like 100%. helping, you know, food plot food work plots. weekends and things like that. Putting so, up deer stands. And now you you take the reins, you know, as we're older now, we have our own kids and Man, that's the fun, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we enjoy. So. That's an AC yesterday. She told me, she she walked over at the uh, at the track down the road, and she said, um, "I'm gonna build a, a blind right here, Daddy, because we <laughs> built a blind earlier this year." And then she got over there and she said, "What's this 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 little road? This trail?" I said, "That's a hog trail." She said, "Ooh, I better not build a blind right here. I have a hog in my blind." <laughs> <coughs> priceless. So she, Once again, priceless that you don't put a value on exactly that that proves everything we're talking about right now exactly exactly so um you know the the, the long term uh we do a lot of those two people are getting later in life wanting to buy say hey, i'm not ever selling this unless my kids sell it or i've got a guy we wrote an offer for this morning he's leaving he's gentleman's 65 70 he's he's buying a large track of land really large track of land and uh he's buying it um as a legacy for his kids and grandkids, he wants them, he's being smart with his timber investment. He wants them a place to hunt and he believes in land. He's a farmer out of Louisiana, but he wants some timber land, diversify his portfolio. And, uh, you know, so this would definitely be that, that more long-term. Well, what we're going to do, Alex and I are going to, um, go out and look at a number two, a midterm investment that I have right down the road. We're going to talk about it. We're going to, if you haven't seen it, well, that ain't come out yet, so I know you haven't seen it. But we're going to do uh, the podcast along with some video we're going to do today and kind of show some of those things, what I'm doing, what my plans are, talk about the land, talk about the investment, talk about why we buy in certain places that we buy, some of the projects we're doing, some of the features of the property, everything land. That's what I want the Hunt and Land Man podcast to be. Look, I love land. My clients love land um, every tree acorn tree pine tree a piece of privet hedge that they're eating on food plot pond i love everything about it there's always things we can learn about it i love to be in the woods with people that are smarter than me about things alex is a whiz on this finance and stuff and what alex does alex spends a lot of time with people investing in land like me now i know what's in between my ears alex is in between Alex is talking to a lot, 20 slates, you know, on a monthly basis, let's say, or a weekly basis. And so I'm going to try to get some of that knowledge out of Alex's head when we're looking at one of my tracks of land. And maybe myself and you as a listener or a watcher can pick some of that stuff out. <clears throat> we can both be how to be, learn how to be better stewards of our land. And uh, maybe the next time we make an investment in the land, we can do an even better job. Absolutely. I mean, even Caleb. Caleb's ready. He said, look, I, I got plenty of money in my pocket. I see it sticking out of his pocket now. He's ready to invest in some land. I told you before we started this, I'm proud of old Caleb, man. I, he has bought in. I love his videos, man. He's like, I don't want to say hunting land man too, but he's on his way, man. I'm so proud of him. Well, he's going to probably show you where he killed his big deer. I'm, I, I'll be willing to bet he's going to say he's going he's gonna to go over and show you. Well, he's killed bigger than what I killed this year, so I'm ready to go see it. All right, well, let's go check it out. Hey, thank you all for listening. God bless. We finally got some dry weather in southwest Mississippi. If you don't have your turkey calls in your truck practicing, you better don't do it too much at home. Your wife will get on to you. But turkey season is coming up. Hey, if you're looking for some land, we got some new listings coming on the market soon. 
if I had to give a land report right now, inventory is low. Uh, good stuff selling fast. We do have some good tracks on the market. Um, <clears throat> don't sit back on the fence and say, I'm going to wait till deer season because when deer season gets here, most of the good stuff will be gone. Call us today and we'll hook you up with what we got and we'll find you what you're looking for. Got to hit that blue button. Hey, thank you for listening to the Hunt and Land Man podcast. If you will, take a moment, give us a five-star written review, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them.